Happy Marathon morning to you. Well, well, well. Good morning to you, sir. <laughs> Everybody's been waiting to hear from you. What do you mean? Well, this is your day. This is your morning, and everybody anticipates yep. you to be all cheery and upbeat and yep. just really like cheering on the am. wonderful runners. Like it's a I always gorgeous do. morning outside. Glass my, half full Richards, they call my, me. <laughs> my goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. It is my favorite Sunday morning of the year. Uh, I love that uh, I now get uh, emails and texts from people who say they can't wait for the <laughs> Sunday morning show on the Marathon Sunday morning That's what show I'm talking about. To see how bad of a mood I'm going to be in from all the uh, closures uh, downtown. But I fooled them for the last couple of times, haven't I? Yes, you have. I'm br- Because you're not downtown. I am uh, broadcasting this morning from 2501 West Bradley Place at WGN Television this morning. I'm where I'm where I do my broadcast with Bob Surratt every weekday morning uh, between eight and eight thirty, uh, and uh, you know not a single runner anywhere around here. Only <laughs> you mean only you runs around you here are in my stockings. You didn't you didn't jog from home to work? I could have, I could have, but uh, you didn't want to do it. My laziness being what it is, uh-huh. yeah. I decided not to this morning. Well, we have someone who is actually participating in the marathon of sorts this morning, mm. and that is our own Jordan, who's in for Andy today. <laughs> what do you mean participating? He's, he's sitting in that little room eating donuts with no, you. No, there was, there was some activity beforehand. Dean, if, if there's like 100 runners that finish five seconds slower than they wanted to, they can blame me because... As all the streets have been closed in the city for the run, I am parked so far from the station. I'm basically west of the city where I parked. So then I was walking through because that was the only option I had to get here on time. And I get to, I don't even remember which street I was at. And, you know, all the runners are going by and there was two cops standing at the corner of the street. And I said, I don't want to be this guy i don't want to get in anyone's way i have to get to wgn is there any suggestion you have on how to get around the runners and the cop just looks at me he goes it's like frogger man good luck oh. and so i had to wait for a slight opening in the runners and i sprinted you through sprinted the across run. the yeah the, the path wow yeah i gotta say schwanny back me up on this of all the years that we've done Sunday mornings and dealt with the marathons, even I've never done that. No, you haven't. <laughs> That's a good one. No, you haven't. That's yep. a good one. Busting through the barricades. I think I deserve a badge, right? Busting like, through the barricades, Burnfield, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I ran the marathon, right? I, I mean, I, yep. I should get like a medal or something. I have, uh, I, I, I have had the experience where you park so far away from the radio station, you, they should give you a medal because you've you pretty much. Like one t- one year, uh, I had to park in Hinsdale. That's how far away. Oh, I was. come on! <laughs> I walked from Hinsdale. I think I, I think that's where I'm parked. So yeah. I'm next to where your car was. Yeah, I can I can, I can completely relate to that. But you know, the funny thing is, like I I read the maps last night. I was like, this is where the marathon is. I'm sure I'm going to be able to get through because nope. I could take no nope 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 yeah. nope. No, the upper streets are closed. The lower streets are closed. Everything's closed. They're just laughing at me. Is what happened. I'm telling you what. I don't know why it took me so many decades to figure out I could do the show from the TV station. <laughs> it's a lot easier. Sorry to disappoint everyone. I'm actually in a really good mood today. 
It doesn't. Mark this on your calendar, I don't friends. know. I still don't know why they make the course so complicated, so you have to inconvenience as many people as possible for this. But, you know, that's, uh, I guess that's never going to change. Okay, I'm trying to find out where the closest uh, location for this is affecting you. It's not. It's not at all. No, no. it's yeah, nowhere, nowhere near. Nowhere near. Nope. Nowhere near. Nope. 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 No, 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 no. Free and clear. Free and it clear. goes up as far north as Addison, but then cuts back west, southwest to Broadway, and then south. Yeah, from there. Yeah, so you're, you're nowhere near it. Which is that's my point. What perfect mm-hmm. sense, right? Why not make it as complicated as possible? <laughs> <laughs> Is it is it not possible to do 26 miles, you know, like 13 miles one way and 13 miles the other way? There have been races where they've done something like that yeah. or very similar, yes. I know they want to go through all the different neighborhoods, but... 29 neighborhoods involved yeah. with this. Oh, and I'm sure all 29 of them are thrilled to <laughs> all, the, all the closures. Wait till there's that NASCAR race next oh, year. Oh, I can't wait for that. Th- that is just going to be... I don't know what. I'm going to, like, Saigon for that weekend. <laughs> I'm going to be so far away from the city. Right. That's the that's the, the day we're going to do the show. Remember, Shwani, we've been saying let's do the show in Springfield? Yes. That's, that's going to be the time. day we're going to do it there. Let's get this show started here right after this. It is marathon morning. And uh, we'll get Shwani, we'll keep everybody posted on which Kenyan winds up winning today, right? Oh, yeah. Kenyan, Ethiopian. Usually, um, usually a Kenyan, isn't it? Uh, it uh, has been one or the other, yes. Yeah. They're moving along now. You know the job uh, that I want? I want to be the guy that drives the car right in front of the runners, blowing, uh, you know, fumes right into their face. <laughs> While they're trying to perform, you're in, in some kind of truck with your, you know, camera and all that. And these guys, you know, they're it's like some vehicle uh, right in front of these guys while they're while they're doing their. Yeah, I think it, it. I think it's a motorcycle this year. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that's a little better. I guess. <laughs> you know what? They should they should use electric vehicles for that. And you know, eventually they may uh, well do so. Yes, yeah, they use electric, and then there's uh, there's no concern with uh, things like that. But anyway, we'll keep you posted with uh, all things marathon uh, this morning. Usually, uh, usually we get a uh, you know the the winners uh, are with like within an hour or so, right? Of when? Uh, yeah. When well, it it's going to be uh, let's see, coming up on the two hour mark here in uh, thirteen minutes. Oh, okay. Right. They started at precisely, and I mean precisely, yeah, well, seven thirty. This they're, morning. they're just like us, you know. Precision, precision, counts. absolutely. Precision counts. Uh, we're going to talk with Dr. Kevin Most uh, in a few minutes about marathon and you know exercise safety. I guess uh, you know this is the time of year when people start to get a little more serious about uh, health and exercise, and you know certainly with uh, people seeing the marathon, if you're not in it. Uh, you are, you know, probably, uh, you know, watching it, observing it and wondering, you know, maybe I want to do it some other time. So Dr. Kevin Most will give us a little uh, something on that. Uh, you know where I was yesterday? Gee, Dean, where were you yesterday? <laughs> wow. I don't know. We're out of practice after one week. <laughs> our, timing is, our timing is off and me taking last week off, apparently. <laughs> and you not being here 
and not being physically there. Physically there. All right. I know you miss me. I know you do. Um, oh. uh, <laughs> pining. That's the sound of him, uh. pi- him pining for me. <laughs> How did that expression get started when someone pines? For I don't know. To pine and sigh? I don't know. To pine. I'm pining for you. I'm How did pining. they decide that word? Pine is a tree. I know. I don't get it. It is not a deciduous tree, though. Well, well, uh, that's one of the many things we'll look up and uh, get on on the program. But anyway, where I was yesterday was Los Angeles, California. I haven't been out there in a long time. You know, we're—I don't want to say we're like getting back on the trail of doing the interviews on the East and West Coast again. But uh, I was there uh, Friday and Saturday. And interviewed uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He's got a brand new movie out. Uh, I interviewed Pierce Brosnan. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool to interview a James Bond. I've interviewed him many times. Uh, And he could not be a nicer guy, despite the fact that I trashed him in the movie uh, Mamma Mia. (laughs) You may remember when that movie came out, and I pointed him out in particular as not being able to sing. Uh, and he, he has since agreed with me, by the way, that he should have never been in that movie. But uh, I had a nice uh, chat with uh, Pierce Brosnan uh, yesterday. Had a nice chat with Jamie Lee Curtis yesterday. Uh, she's uh, supposedly the final Halloween movie is going to be coming out next week. And we talked uh, a little bit about that. So, How many we, Halloween movies are there now? I believe there have been, uh, I don't know, three or four, I think. Oh, that's all? I, think I thought there were more than that. Maybe yeah. I'm thinking of... Uh, Night of the Night, Dead? Night, no, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street, right. Um, the, uh, I, I always loved the original Halloween movie. It's, one, it's still one of... Horror movies are not my favorite, but for some reason, that original Halloween movie, I, I just loved that movie. And uh, I, I really haven't loved the sequels very much. And uh, I'll tell you more about this new movie that's called Halloween Ends. I'll tell you more about that toward the end of the week as it gets ready to open. But I had a delightful chat with Jamie Lee Curtis. And uh, I'm going to share that interview uh, in uh, a little bit later on uh, this morning. So you want to hear the stupidest thing that I've uh, done in a long time? And let's see, since uh, the day before yesterday... (laughs) Well, look, I do stupid things all the time. That's my, what I'm getting at. Yeah, I, for me to do. But something, you're not alone because I'm I'm one of them also. But I, I I don't care what stupid thing that you've done. I guarantee this tops it. <laughs> I don't care. Anybody step up to the microphone with the stupidest thing that you've done. I guarantee that I did something even stupider yesterday. And what was that? So I, uh, you know, I go to Los Angeles. Have you know, we have the nice interviews. I get back on the plane uh, yesterday, uh, uh, kind of late afternoon. The plane was slightly delayed. So I get, I get back on the plane. I have a very nice flight back. It wasn't too crowded. It was actually very pleasant. I uh, get off the plane. I uh, go to the uh, cat, the taxi stand. I, don't, I didn't want to take an Uber because at O'Hare... To get an Uber, you have to go to a completely different terminal. They make it as so inconvenient to use Uber as possible at uh, at O'Hare. So I said, oh, I'm just going to take it. I'm going to go old school. I'm just going to take a taxi, uh, you know, back to my house. So I get in the taxi. We're on the Kennedy Expressway going, uh, you know, leaving. 
were at about Nagel when I realized I had driven my car to the airport. (laughs) I drove my car because I thought I'm just going to be there for a day. It's not going to be that expensive. And it's cheaper than two Ubers. That's what I thought. So... I go to, you know, I, I go to O'Hare on Friday. I leave my car in the parking lot. And now now I'm in a taxi on the Kennedy Expressway returning home. And I'm sitting there going, huh, huh, yeah, I'll be home soon, blah, blah. Wait a minute. Wait. Turn this taxi around. I literally said that to the, the poor cab driver. I oh, said, turn wow. this cab around. I have to go back to the airport. <laughs> Why? Because I left my car there. I didn't even, t- you know what? I didn't tell him that. I, I told him, <laughs> I said, I forgot something at the airport. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, Which you was did. true. Which is true. <laughs> which is true. I didn't lie to the guy. But I was too embarrassed to say, I forgot that I drove to the airport and I'd left my car in the parking lot. <laughs> now, I'm telling you, of stupid things that you've done, that I'll, I'll bet nothing comes close to that. No, not, not quite like that. Yeah. Yeah. It cost me $50 to go from the airport to about Nagel on the expressway, turn around, and have the guy take me back to the airport, 50 bucks. And now the question becomes, how much did you pay for parking? Uh, it was like 84 bucks oh. or something oh. like that. $134. Yeah. Not to mention the Ubers that I used in Los Angeles <laughs> on the other side. So, you know, and I was like, oh. Oh, oh! I just—I was like, I can't believe I did that. I cannot believe that's, I did that. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you have done something stupider, bring it to the table. I guarantee you will not be able to top me in the "I did something so stupid I can't believe it" department. <laughs> I that's am a new winner. segment for the show. That's now. a new segment <laughs> on the show. Another new segment on the show is uh, born today. What's the stupidest thing that you've done this week? <laughs> we could open up phone lines. This could be a segment we could do oh. when we're at tree time next month. This, the, the hour that we're not on the air, we could talk and about play it back. Stupid things that we've done. Yes. I've got some more ideas, by the way, for our big tree time show. Uh, that it's going to be November thirteenth. Oh, time. you remember the day? Good. Tree time. <laughs> like very time. Yeah, I remember that, but I forgot that I left my car. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you what; these next ten years are not going to be pretty ones for me. <laughs> That's all I can say. I remember that we've got the um, what do we call it? The uh, the forecast, the fearless the f- flying, <laughs> far far flung forecast. Your yeah. name is Dean. Whatever that D-E-A-N. all that yeah, is. That sounds familiar to me. And mm-hmm. we'll, all of that will be right back after this. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, kids of all ages. At nine twenty-eight, it is time now for the far flung forecast, our weekly compendium of fascinating facts and figures all brought to us by the one and only Dave. Where'd I leave my car, Schwann? <laughs> no, don't blame me. <laughs> well, thank you very much, um, Dean. Yes, thank Dean. You. That's thank it. You. Yes, thank you. Today, friends, we go to Peekskill, New York. Peekskill, New York is in Westchester County. 
It is about uh, 50 miles from New York City, was established as a village in 1816, and then incorporated as a city in 1940. A very, very pleasant place uh, to build a town as the first meet to Henry Hudson, captain of the Half Moon uh, Boat that was exploring the Hudson River, noted in 1609. Half Moon, Half Moon Boat. Was the name of the boat, yeah. Half Moon was the name of the boat, yes. But we bring up Peekskill, New York, because 30 years ago today, 30 years ago ago today, a meteor landed in Peekskill, New York, and crashed through a Chevy Malibu belonging to one 18-year-old Michelle Knapp. She was watching TV in her parents' living room, and all of a sudden, crash in the driveway. A meteor fell through and, and crashed into her car. It was actually... Uh, videoed by a number of different people, so it's actually on video. It didn't hey, do. Somebody was videoing her house. No, no, they, there were people near nearby and actually saw it come through the sky. Uh, a couple of people uh, doing videotaping, oh, as okay. they would be, uh, of a, of a uh, high school football game. So they got out their VHS. And so they got their VHS camcorders yeah. and and recorded this meteor streaking through the sky and hitting her car. Because otherwise, I was wondering why was somebody videotaping. Her house. They weren't. <laughs> they what weren't. What kind of creepos were living in that neighborhood? <laughs> hey, let's, uh, but, hey, let's video our house. Hey, wait a minute. There's a meteor. <laughs> the, but the meteor has been displayed in various places, as has the car, the uh, Chevy Malibu. But Peekskill, New York, is much quieter this morning. It is sunny and 51, but 30 years ago today, it was a little more dramatic there. And, uh, you know that uh, and it takes us uh, to the all the the space flights that are going on now. Did, did that uh, did that one rocket ever get going that was supposed to go a couple of weeks ago? It was delayed because of the hurricane, but, but it will it will be uh, so it never it never went up never went up yet. Yeah. Sitting there, has anyone told the people inside that <laughs> <laughs> it's an unmanned flight? It's an unmanned flight. Just kidding. Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Oh, God. I'm already regretting <laughs> oh, that I shared. Oh, I forgot. Hey, just to make me feel better, by the way, I got a text from uh, 312 area code. Uh, Dean and Schwani, uh, I came from O'Hare on the train back to Bridgeport, where I live, and realized that I had left my car in Lot G. Ah, so you're not alone. So I'm not alone. You're not alone. That makes me feel a little bit better. Uh, she said it cost me $3. Uh, mine was considerably more than that. <laughs> All right. We're looking for the stupidest things. See if you, can you top me? <laughs> stupidest things you've done. Let's check news, and then we'll get to Dr. Kevin Most coming up next. It's 938, and this is Dean Richards, Sunday morning, marathon morning. We uh, join in, as we always do, Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Northwestern Central DuPage Hospital. Now, see, I would have thought you would have been out on the course, uh, you know, like at mile 11 by now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I pulled a hamstring right at the beginning, so I, <laughs> that's, I decided. <laughs> that's me. That, hey, that's my excuse. <laughs> I, I got. I have a bum knee. I have a pulled a hamstring. I have a. I got a million excuses for not being in all of this. Um, you know, people who are in it are in uh, you know pretty good physical shape. Hopefully, they trained uh, properly for all of this. But uh, what what kinds of things 
you know, if uh, I'm, I'm sure we don't have runners that are listening, they're probably a little busy right now, but family and friends might be. What are the kinds of things that after somebody does 26.3 miles uh, that they, you know, ought to be aware of health-wise? Yeah, Dean, it's interesting. You know, you said you hope that people train appropriately because that is probably one of the biggest things is um, how do people train and how are they ready for this race? Because you know, it's quite emotional, I think, when you start this race. Anybody that watched it on TV, you have a, I don't know how many people are running. It's, what, 20,000, 30,000? I mean, you look at that, and there's a lot of emotion there, and people also have to make sure that they take a step back and understand their physical capabilities as well as their emotion. And, and that's what I think the people need to understand the most is running 26 miles is not easy on one's body. So certainly the training to make sure that you can do it and then when you're actually in the moment, listening to what your body is telling you as you're running. So is there, uh, you know, a, a, any post-run uh, procedure that, you know, people should go through? Do they uh, just, you know, I completely chill out, which is what I would do. do. Do they eat certain things to try to replenish things that they might have uh, burned off while they're you know they were out on the course i imagine they're pretty dehydrated at the end of all this well yeah you know a good runner will try to stay hydrated throughout the race but certainly as you said you know that after the race what has happened you just beat up these muscles and not only muscles in your leg but in your arms and in your lower back so certainly the chance of dehydration is is definitely there and so we really want to make sure that we hydrate we want to make sure that we replenish the carbohydrates that you just used through that race. And now we want to go, okay, what period of time does it take me to rest these joints and these muscles before I start to get more, to get active again? And I think that's probably the most important thing is letting your body rest for a couple of days after this. Um, many will say, gosh, I got that runner high and I want to go back out. Right. But certainly not the best thing to do. Yeah. What about, uh, you know, just for the the regular uh, you know, somebody who's uh, running at the gym, maybe running a 5K, maybe just around the block, a uh, similar type of preparation? Absolutely. You know, I think people need to understand that the prep is probably more important than the race. So certainly we look at runners and know if you can do the race that you're going in for. And also, how do you train? You know, we look at the pounding on the knees and the pounding on the hips and the pounding on the back. So make sure that the enjoyment that you're going to get out of it is not going to do damage to your body. You may not have the body for a runner. You may have the body for a swimmer. So, you know, it's one of those where you need to look and make sure that what you're doing is not going to harm yourself more than the recognition or the, or the feeling of excitement that you're going to get by performing in the race. What about just, you know, somebody who's, uh, you know, getting, getting their proper steps in, maybe somebody who's just going to go to the gym a few times a week. Uh, what kind of preparation does that person need uh, before they go and do, you know, like an hour of fairly vigorous workout? Yeah, you know, we talk about you know, the importance of 10,000 steps a day and doing it at a rate that is getting you to a point of not only good for your muscles, but also good for your heart. But people have to make sure that they're at that point. You know, even checking with your doctor before you're going to get into any kind of aggressive exercise is very good. You might have risk factors for heart disease that certainly should be evaluated prior to really getting into even running a 5K. Individuals who are out walking, you know, if you're walking at a pace where you're going to get your heart rate up in the, you know, 105, 110, 120, 
you know, certainly you want to make sure that your cardiovascular system is ready for that. So the individual who watched the race today and said, man, this is my motivation to get off the couch and to start to go do things, start slow and make sure that your heart, your back, your, your knees are ready for whatever exercise you're going to plan on doing to help yourself you know, in the cardiovascular point of view. Now, I know that, you know, before runners go into a marathon kind of situation, they carb up, they eat pasta the night before, you know, just all things that, that they will need while they're out on the course. Does the average person who's doing a workout at the gym, uh, you know, in their home gym, in their house, whatever, do they need to uh, carb up? Do they need to eat or drink certain things before a workout? Or what about after the workout? What, what do you eat or drink to optimize it all? Yeah, you make a very good point. You know, the people that are carving up for this big race, it's obviously because it's not something that they do every day. They're not running 26 miles. Many of these individuals will run 10 miles. And those individuals, really, the uh, athletes that are planning for this, actually do eat appropriately and make sure that they're eating a high-protein, high-carbohydrate diet you know, as they're going through their exercising process. And when you come back and finish as well, you know, you finish the race. And it's kind of interesting. People always say, well, why do they give beer at the end of these? And and one of the reasons is because beer is a great hydrator as mm. well as very high in carbohydrates. Mm. Um, and so it's, people see it as a reward, but actually it's a good fluid for people to take post-race to replenish not only the carbohydrates, but some of the, the other fluids they lost. So are you telling me that when I go to the gym, I should take a six-pack with me? Um, maybe not a six-pack. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm shocked that you even were going to allow me one. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, these are all good things to know, you know, as we, we're, we're getting into that season, aren't we, where... Uh, you know, right before the holidays, we we start to pack it on, and then we think, "Ooh, I better, you know, try to balance this off a little bit." So people are getting back into the gym. These are all good things to kind of keep in the back of your mind, you know, for all, all, that kind of activity that's going to take place. Um, there are a few COVID items I want to get to this week. I want to talk about the flu shot also because we are we are right in, at the beginning of get your flu shot season. Dr. Kevin Most uh, on the line with us. Going to get to your questions as well, uh, both on our text line and on our call-in line, 312-981-7200. 312-981-7200, right after this. I am super excited for their holiday show that they always put on. They always have a very uh, family-oriented uh, show that runs for the holiday season. And I believe it begins right around the beginning of November. I don't have the exact dates in front of me out at the Paramount, but The Sound of Music is going to be playing out there uh, right around, I want to say right around November 10th, something like that. I uh, can't wait to go out and see it. Can't wait to take you out there with me to see it uh, and uh, talk more about that because that has uh, always been one of my absolute favorites another of my one of my absolute favorites dr kevin mose chief medical officer central dupage hospital at 949 and uh dr most where are we uh, this week i haven't heard a lot of uh, uh covid news this week i, I guess that's a, a good thing right <laughs> yeah i guess it is you know our numbers uh certainly numbers and hospitalizations have really been steady here probably over the last Oh, I would say probably eight weeks. And really the only news we're hearing is this the subvariant that we talked about a week or two ago that 
uh, BA 4.6, which now at that time was about 2 3%, is now has crept up to the 12 13% range countrywide. So we're starting to see these new subvariants coming, and hopefully our exposure to BA 4, BA 5 with infection, as well as those who got vaccinated, will protect us from this subvariant as well. Yeah, I got tested uh, yesterday. I, I'd mentioned that I was in Los Angeles. Uh, in doing some interviews, I interviewed uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson there and uh, Pierce Brosnan, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. And uh, it, normally, as uh, when we do these in-person interviews with the A-listers, you have to get tested first, make sure everybody's uh, negative, and then you can go in to the room and uh, do the interview. So uh, I was uh, you would have been proud of me how many times I got swabbed yesterday. Did you get swapped for each individual interview or just once? Well, they were, a couple to... were in different places, so I had oh, to okay. got yep. swabbed in one place, <laughs> and I tested negative. I went to the next place. I said, I just got tested an hour ago. Yeah. And they said, no, we got to do it again. That's the protocol here. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to be one to fight protocol. <laughs> this is what your deal is. This is what your deal is, which is you know okay with me. Anybody who wants to be too careful is uh, perfectly good with me. Uh, one thing that I have heard a lot of this week is a flu shot talk. I mean, we're we're right in, at the season now where people need to be thinking about their flu shots, right? Yeah, this is this is our sweet spot right now. These next couple of weeks, and people say, "Well, what, what do you mean by that? And why would you even say that?" And you know, we know that the flu shot, how important it's going to be this year. Um, for a couple of reasons. One, our flu shot numbers for people who got flu shots in the past couple of years has dropped dramatically. You know, we'd love to have about 70% of the people get the flu shot, and unfortunately, we're down closer to 40%. But the sweet spot time is so that you have full immunity by the time you get to the holidays. So getting it prior to the end of October is key so that you're fully immune and that you're fully protected by the time we get to Thanksgiving, you know, one of the busiest travel holidays of the year. Uh, the other thing that I've heard uh, a surprising amount of is that uh, people are having uh, re- reactions more than usual with uh, their flu vaccines this year. Is there something unusual in this year's batch that's causing that to happen? No, it's nothing unusual in the batch because it's the same. But the interesting thing is we're looking at is people have been immunized quite a bit of, uh, during this time. And now is their immune system just peaked up so that anytime they're seeing something foreign, they're going to get a little bit more of a response. So we think of it as more of an immune response than it is any other side effect. So good and bad. I mean, unfortunate that some people are getting a little bit more side effects, but good knowing that the immune system is really kicked in and is very hypersensitive right now because of our COVID exposures and because of everything we've been doing for the past two years. Okay, we've got uh, some callers up at 312-981-7200. And uh, let me see here. Let's go to caller number one, uh, on line one. Uh, Barb, I think it is. You're on WGN. Hello. Hello. Uh, my company offered flu shots last week, and I got one, and I didn't think until this weekend. I'm over 65. I don't know if I got the booster or not. So if I didn't get the booster, what are my options? So, Barb, I want to make sure they have the right um, uh, answer to your question. You know, the flu shot that you got over the age of 65, you might be talking about the high-dose 
vaccine. In other words, those over 65, there's a general vaccine and there's a high dose. We strongly recommend anyone over the age of 65 to get the high dose, just because we know as we age, our immune system is not as supportive um, when we get a lower dose vaccine. So, you know, you're, I would probably not do anything right now. I guess I would check with them to see if they did do the high dose. If they did, we should be very relieved. If not, you know, you can look at revaccinating again, probably in January, but I would hold off and just see how you do. If you're a healthy 65 year old, that regular vaccine may be good enough for you. But glad that you brought up the question because we want to make sure that seniors know to ask for that high dose vaccine when they're getting the flu vaccine. Okay, thank you. Thank you for the call. The 708 area code says my doctor received flu vaccines in late summer. Is it still as good as the supply that's being offered now at uh, drugstores? Yeah, absolutely. The, the the shots that he got last summer are the same classification, the same makeup as the shots for the entire year. Now, often we'll get them delivered in September, you know, even sometimes late August. I'm not a big fan of getting vaccinated at that time. I, I want to push it closer to the holidays to make sure that it carries me through the spring. Um, but certainly it's the exact same shot. They have not changed the flu shots since they came up with the formulation early in the spring and the manufacturing process hasn't changed since then. So that vaccine that he has in his office is fine, and it's the exact same one that anyone else would be getting. Here is Laura. You are on the air with Dr. Kevin Most. Hi, guys. Um, Dean, you brought up how things are changing uh, in terms of people's reactions to things. And uh, for Dr. Kevin, I wonder, do you think that climate change has anything to do is showing up in people's health and not necessarily regarding, uh, you know, uh, the reactions to vaccines, but just in general in a subtle way. Yeah, Laura, you know, you, you, you bring up a very good point and something that we often don't even discuss, and that's the impact of climate change. And, and I think that you probably have even seen it here, you know, in the past couple of years. As we look at now, we really don't have a season for some of these viruses. They'll take something like RSV, which is a classically something we see only in the winter. And this year we're seeing it year round. So is it that the viruses are getting smarter? Because really the change would be more more in viral. And I think the other thing with climate change is the world is getting smaller. So we're starting to see more individuals travel more, which using fossil fuels, using all the things for travel, certainly will have an impact in the health of, uh, of us as we move forward. Oh, I really appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you for your call, uh, Laura. Uh, one more real quick here uh, from the 708. How long does the flu shot take to actually make you immune? Yeah, it's a great question because some people wait till, oh, I got exposed to the flu. I'm going to go get the shot and I'm going to feel like I'm protected. Really, our immune system will kick in within 10 to 14 days. And that's why we use that October 30, 31 day as our, as our kind of our get it by then. So that we know two weeks later in the middle of November, you have full immunity. Now, it varies in people and you will get some immunity early on. But the vast majority of full immunity is going to take 10 to 14 days. All right. Very good. I had my flu shot, uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. And normally I don't get any reaction whatsoever to a flu shot. This week for a couple of days. Uh, it was just so tired. I, and I guess it's what you were talking about before when you have a reaction to uh, any kind of vaccine. It's your body reacting to 
what has now just been injected into it. Yeah, and Dean, you've had you've had the flu before, so you know that a day or two of feeling a little punky and lethargic is way better than ten days of influenza with yeah. 102 fevers, body aches, and right. feeling absolutely miserable. Yeah, that's what I thought of the whole time that I was feeling a little bit lethargic. It's like, well, this is still better than uh, getting the full blown flu. Yeah. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, Dr. Kevin Most is Chief Medical Officer, Central DuPage Hospital. And, uh, Kev, I hope you have a great Sunday today. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. We'll talk soon. Yeah, I mentioned to you that I was in Los Angeles yesterday. 80 degrees there yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it hasn't been bad here. I've enjoyed this I, fall weather. I don't mind the cold. It's not even cold. Just, you know, no. it's cooler, a little yeah. cooler. Yeah. I enjoy the changing of the seasons. I'm enjoying the autumn colors. Uh, you know, I like it all. Headed to Traverse City, Michigan in a couple of weeks. Is that right? Mm-hmm. What's going on there? I'm visiting friends and uh, also uh, going to take in the fall color. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Very nice. I'm going back to Los Angeles on Tuesday. Well, fine. <laughs> Don't forget your car. <laughs> I'm going to interview George Clooney and Julia Roberts, just to name drop a little bit, by the way. Oh, oh okay, with the new movie? Yeah, with yeah. Their, their new romantic comedy. See, I'm I'm up to date on this. You are one hep cat. I am. You are one hep cat. Um, yeah, I'm going to be interviewing them. Uh, I'm going Tuesday. Uh, interview them, and uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Maybe, maybe <laughs> we'll I'll see what happens. Maybe I'll remember to come back. Maybe I won't. <laughs> standing in the middle of LAX, going, where, where, "What? Where, where am I now? Why did I come here? Wait, now wait a minute. I don't remember it in an out burger here in Berwyn." <laughs> If you weren't listening at the beginning of the show, I told the embarrassing story of the stupidest thing. At least you owned up to it. Well, because it's so stupid. I can't. I cannot believe that I did this. I came back from. I was in L.A. the last couple of days. Came back last night. Hopped in a cab to go home because I was only there for a day. And usually when I do that, I just. Uh, you know, I I just take a cab. It's quicker and easier and faster. Uh, I'm in the. When I realize I'm halfway home, and I realize that I did indeed take my car to the airport, that my car, I forgot my car at the airport, and I made the cab driver turn around and take me back to the airport so I could go get my car. So does this mean you're never <laughs> going to drive to the airport again, or? Um, <laughs> well, I'm going back Tuesday, so uh, now I don't know if I should uh, what I, what I should do. Although we've had some very helpful textures on this uh, this morning, the 847 area code says, Dean, I would like to respectfully suggest to avoid problems at O'Hare in the future, Schwanny should drive you to and from the airport <laughs> each time. Will that be convenient for you? No. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> right back after this. Well, Shawnee, we are just a few weeks away now from our annual Tree Time Holiday Extravaganza. Looking forward to it, as always. Sunday, November 13th, out of Tree Time Christmas Creations, uh, 22102 North Pepper Road, out in Lake Barrington. Uh, My understanding is, I don't know if this is true, 
people are already lined up outside of uh, tree time <laughs> just to get in <laughs> several weeks ahead of time you think people were in line to get into see harry styles at the united center the other day that's nothing compared, compared to, to people have pitched tents people have pitched tents there are uh, there are mobile trailers uh, in <laughs> right. the parking lot there right right it's like when you go to a motor speedway and people bring their rvs <laughs> and, and they set up villages They're along the side of the road yeah people set up they they bring their rvs and they set up villages so they can be at our tree time there are broadcast. food vendors in place <laughs> from carnival rides <laughs> <laughs> Now, we're the only carnival <laughs> ride out there. Talk about a carnival. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah uh, you know. Now in, you don't forget how to get there now. <laughs> oh, oh, this well, is. Well, we're going to have a show. This is going to be your new theme. I, I wouldn't mind having a chauffeur take me out there. <laughs> it won't be me if that's what it takes. I, I wouldn't mind. Jordan? that. I wouldn't mind that one bit. <laughs> Jordan, yeah, uh, I'm not volunteering. I'm also just imagining you guys having like a college game day like atmosphere for this, where they've got like people with large placards that yeah. are just the face of you and yep. Schwani. That's right, and Andy and Andy and, and, Andy and the three of you guys are yeah. just like you know turning around and seeing giant pictures right. of. Of your head you know what the, the highlight this year is going to be the three mascots that look like us <laughs> the big race that they have the, the dean andy and schwani mascots it's like the sausage race like, in milwaukee like right? the sausage race yeah. in milwaukee exactly right uh it's uh it, it, in all seriousness though it, it is a standing room only event every year it really is it, yeah it's uh, fantastic that people do the the second that people they open the doors there People pour in to you know grab uh, seats, and they stay for the entire four hours to listen to the show. They get up, they look around the store, uh, come yeah. back. Yeah, you know we always socialize. Have, we always have food and you know stuff like that, coffee. So you know it, it's a it's a nice morning. Honestly, Schwani and I don't even listen to the entire show. <laughs> so <laughs> so we appreciate that somebody is. Uh, but it's going to be no, Sunday, November 13th, and, uh, uh, you know, we're going to have a, a good time. We we already know that we've got the Eddie Carosa Jr. Uh, Baby Doll Polka Band that's going to be joining us. So we've got a live polka band that'll be uh, joining us on the show. We'll have some performers from some local uh, theatrical productions who are going to come out, and they're, they're going to perform... Uh, for us, we always have uh, fun uh, participatory things. Elton Jim Toronto, uh, despite the fact that Chwani has said that he wouldn't show up if Elton Jim was there. I did not say that. Uh, is going to be there on hand wearing his uh, Santa uh, coat. And, and the uh, festive pin. And his festive brooch, a uh, woman's brooch that he likes to wear. Do we know how many Elton John concerts he's up to now? Mm, it's, uh, it's, it has surpassed 200, I think, hasn't it? Yeah. And I, incredible. And I think by then, not 100% sure of the dates, that Elton may have done his final concert at Dodger Stadium. And Jim uh, Elton Jim is uh, going to go to that. So uh, I'm not it's 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 a a week or so before or after i think uh so we'll you know we'll get a complete update on that but we always have a, a blast uh jordan you're more than welcome to uh join us because what else would a, a busy young guy like you <laughs> have to do on a sunday morning i just want to hold a placard of you guys you know that's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's really what i'll be there that's for. Uh, very flattering and also really pathetic at the same time <laughs> 
uh, okay, so but here's the here's the deal. We we do have one little twist this year that uh, there is a Bears game that day. So Hamp and OB are going to be on from eleven until noon with their pregame uh, broadcast. So we'll be on from uh, nine until eleven. And then we're going to take an hour off so Hamp and OB can come on. And then we come back at 12 o'clock and we do the final hour on the air live. So we'll have that one hour between 11 and noon when we're not on the air. But we're still going to perform maybe even harder than when we are on the air. <laughs> well, we can have a, uh, the polka band's going to be there. We polka, can have it. Polka we can band, have right? Dancing. And uh, 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 making merry. Yeah. After gonna... all, it, why, where do we get the phrase "Merry Christmas"? Right. <laughs> okay. We make merry. All right. I didn't know you were going to do a George Carlin of <laughs> dissecting the 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 words here this morning. And then we will talk about deciduous trees when we're there. Also. Oh, that's uh, yeah. But uh, come to the broadcast anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we're going to look forward to that. That so that should be. I, I think we're going to have a good time. I think I think it's going to be. Uh, we always have a good time. We always have a good time. So uh, join us again. It's uh, Sunday, November thirteenth. Uh, Tree time, Christmas creations, two two one zero two North Pepper Road, out in Lake Barrington. We will see you then. Ten twenty-three. It's Dean Richards Sunday morning on WGN. Uh, coming up in our next half hour, my conversation with Jamie Lee Curtis. I interviewed her yesterday in Los Angeles. Uh, she has uh, what they are calling the final Halloween movie uh, that will be coming out uh, at the end of this coming week. Uh, we'll talk uh, a little about that and about her career and uh, all of that and so much more is coming up in our next half hour. I wanted to spend a, a couple of minutes uh, just uh, sh- sharing a couple of sad notes, honestly. Uh, this week, uh, we at the our WGN family uh, took a, a heavy loss with the death of Rick Wells. Rick uh, was the husband of a longtime WGN uh, veteran, really the person who makes everything happen at WGN, Marlene Wells, who if you've come to any of our, our you know, remote broadcasts, any of the remote broadcasts over the years, going back to Bob Collins' days, Marlene Wells was the person who set it all up, and by her side always was her husband, Rick. Uh, helping her set up, uh, just, you know, getting things done, uh, and always just a, a, a wonderful, friendly, loving uh, presence. And Rick passed away uh, suddenly uh, this week, and uh, our, our thoughts and prayers, and uh, uh, just I just couldn't be sadder uh, for the death of this wonderful, wonderful man and a fantastic partner. Uh, and a longtime husband to uh, Marlene. So our, our condolences and our love and hugs uh, go to Marlene at this loss. It's a, it's a huge loss for our WGN family. So um, just wanted to you know say that on the air. And also this week, I was very saddened by the news of the death of one of the most unique stand-up comedians uh, in America who happened 
to have come from the Chicago area, born in Oak Park, raised in Maywood. Uh, the uh, wild and wacky and uh, uh, self-described weird Judy Tenuta. Uh, she cut her teeth in Chicago comedy clubs with her accordion, uh, telling jokes, her insult humor. Uh, she was just one in a million, hilariously funny. And uh, she died of ovarian cancer uh, on Thursday uh, at only 72 years old. So I just wanted to spend uh, a couple of minutes uh, just remembering uh, the uh, the crazy, crazy humor of Judy Tenuta. Hi, pigs. You know, my name is Judy, and I have my own religion, Judyism. personal love slaves but first but first let's go back in time you know I'm trying to lead a normal life so just now I was on this airplane to Europe it could happen guy sitting next to me looks like a squid in stretch pants so you know I'm ready to spawn so this squid in stretch pants is trying to make me talk to him just cause he paid for my trip can I give? I ask you stunt puppets. So then, he starts puffing on a cigar the size of God's ego. And he's blowing this cigar smoke in my petite flower face. And I said, excuse me, excuse me, but if I wanted to shorten my life, I'd date you. Okay, Sam? Watch. So, of course, he takes this as a come on. Oh, and he says to me, he says, Judy, says, Judy, says, Judy. He had an accordion, too. Yes, yes, it could happen. It could happen. And he said, Oh, Judy. Judy. Yes, he wanted to possess me. He said, said, oh, Judy, come with me to Japan. You can be my little geisha girl. I said, all right. Like I have time to get my feet bound. Judy Tenuta uh, passed away this past Thursday at the age of uh, 72. Uh, if uh, I have always been a fan. I, I remember going to see her at little tiny comedy clubs uh, back in the 80s, maybe late 70s, 80s. 
and here was this quirky uh, young woman with an accordion who was hilariously funny and unlike anything you'd ever seen. Uh, she caught the eye of uh, television producers and, uh, you know, was on David Letterman. She was on when Joan Rivers had her uh, daytime talk show. She was a, a frequent guest. There's some hilarious clips of her on YouTube on the old Donnie and Marie talk show. Uh, and, uh, you know, if, if you just want to have some laughs, uh, remember our old friend Judy Tenuta. She was a frequent guest here on WGN, on my show and others, a frequent guest of ours on the WGN Morning News, especially in the early days of the uh, TV morning show. Uh, she would come on quite frequently. Uh, and I'm very, very, very sad to uh, learn of her death. 72 years old. Uh, of ovarian cancer. Let's get an update of news. We'll go to the Northwestern uh, Medical Newsroom for an update. And then Jamie Lee Curtis. So out of the uh, stupid thing that I did yesterday when I was uh, returning from Los Angeles, I I hop in a cab at O'Hare to go home. And uh, halfway home in the cab, I remember that uh, I actually drove my own car to O'Hare. (laughs) I forgot it. At the airport. So we started a new feature. Shwani, these are how some of these features get started. Oh, exactly. And how they're born, you know, almost by accident. Our our new feature, what's the stupidest thing that you've done? You know, can you top this, I guess, uh, really? And uh, we've got many responses to this. First of all, uh, somebody uh, just texted a minute ago and said, my son-in-law did the same thing that Dean did. He took an Uber and halfway home, remembered that his car was at the airport. <laughs> so maybe my thing was not that unusual. No, I'm sure it's happened many times. You know, it was 1130 at night last night. I never did anything was, like that. I was tired, you know. Sure. Stupid. We, we, we understand. We stupid. understand. Oh, oh, gosh. We know. Mm. Will you feed me some baby food? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like? We have apricot. We have. I want spinach. <laughs> Somebody uh, texted in. Uh, I was going to meet my in-laws. Going to meet the aunts and uncles for the first time. And I was walking out into the patio from the kitchen uh, with a plate full of food. You know, trying to impress my new relatives during a summer barbecue. Uh, being very nervous, meeting them for the first time. I walked right into the patio screen door. Great. <laughs> That's a good one. Good first impression. That is a good one. <laughs> wow. Uh, the whole family laughed. and Well, that's, yeah, good. Everybody had a good laugh uh, over the whole thing. <laughs> Until they all went home and then talked about what a dope, a dope you are. <laughs> As I'm sure everyone is going to be saying about me today, but that's okay. I'm used to it. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to get to our A-list interview for today. Uh, I love Jamie Lee Curtis. She's one of my favorite actresses in a whole variety of different uh, movies. But the Halloween, the, especially the original Halloween movie, one of my all-time favorites of all time. Talked with her one-on-one yesterday. We'll share that next on WGN. It is 1039. And this is Dean Richards, Sunday morning on WGN. See what we've got going on movie-wise for this weekend. None of the new movies that opened this weekend managed to get into the number one spot. Lots of us predicted 
that the family movie, the kids' movie, Lyle, Lyle, Crocodile, complete family film, and usually movies like that easily take the number one spot. It did not. It came in uh, second place to the horror movie, which was the number one movie last weekend, called Smile. It's a pretty good uh, horror movie. I mean, if you like, uh, you know, that genre. And I, I've said many times, it's uh, it's not my favorite genre in the world. There are a few horror uh, movies uh, that I like. But overall, you know, they're, it's just pretty much the same thing over and over and over. And i got to say that Smile uh, does, does break that. It's really more of a kind of a creepy thriller than traditional uh, horror movie. But Smile wound up being... Uh, the number one movie at the at the box office, then Lyle Lyle Crocodile, and then uh, this uh, movie called Amsterdam, which is just loaded with uh, stars and celebrities, with uh, Christian Bale uh, in the movie, and Taylor Swift is in the movie, and uh, who else, who am I forgetting? It's like every star in the world. Uh, uh, Margot Robbie is in the movie. John David Washington, Denzel Washington's uh, son, is in the movie. They're all doing a good job with their acting, but you want to talk about a mess of uh, a plot line in this movie. Uh, overall, terrible reviews from everybody. I wound up giving it uh, Dean's List D. Uh, that's how much uh, I didn't like it, and that's pretty much in line with how most of the uh, reviews go. A few people have uh, texted me since I gave my review on Friday and said that they uh, they liked it. Hey, you know, there's there's something for everybody out there, and there's you know there's no one right opinion. Uh, the number four movie of the weekend is the Viola Davis movie, The Woman King, and then uh, after that, Don't Worry, Darling, starring among others uh, Florence Pugh, I think is fantastic in the movie, but Harry Styles who is in residency at the United Center for the next week. Uh, he is uh, one of the stars of this movie, Don't Worry Darling, also. so, But uh, joining uh, new movies at the box office for next weekend will be this David, uh, I'm sorry, Dwayne The Rock Johnson uh, movie that's called Black Adam, uh, based on the DC uh, comic book character of the same name. Uh, I'll be telling you much more about that uh, toward the end of the week. But that's one of the reasons that I was in Los Angeles uh, yesterday was to interview uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who we've interviewed many times, had a fantastic conversation with him as always. Um, interviewed uh, Pierce Brosnan, who is uh, in the movie, uh, one of the great 007s of all time, one of the great James Bonds of all time, to interview Aldous Hodge, great young actor uh, who plays Hawkman. Uh, in the movie, so I'll be telling you more about that. But another set of interviews that we did was for the new uh, Jamie Lee Curtis movie, which is called Halloween Ends. And the reason why it's called Halloween Ends because it is allegedly the final movie of the Halloween franchise. Uh, a couple of years ago, we had Halloween Kills. Uh, that you know didn't do particularly well uh, critically at least anyway you know these movies make money horror movies uh, make a ton of money uh, no, almost no matter what uh, and there have been uh, several others in which uh, Jamie Lee Curtis has starred when we come back from the break I want to share with you my one-on-one -on -one conversation a great conversation that we had with Jamie Lee Curtis talking about her career talking about uh, the Halloween franchise 
All of that and more is coming up right after this. And our uh, A-list interview for the week, sponsored by Shakespeare, Chicago Shakespeare Theaters, The Notebook, which is uh, currently running. Actually, it's just been extended uh, over at the uh, Shakespeare Theater. So uh, there's some really good stuff to see. So whether it's been the uh, Halloween movies, whether it has been uh, Freaky Friday or movies like uh, Knives Out or uh, this wonderful little independent movie that came out earlier this year, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis has uh, just always done such a remarkable job in uh, what, whatever movie that she's been in. I mean, I think she's just one of the most reliable actresses out there. But uh, her role in uh, the Halloween movie uh, has just been stunning uh, through the years. Going back to the 1978 original, uh, which I would argue is uh, you know one of the greatest movies Uh, One of the greatest horror movies of all time, uh, in which he plays uh, Laurie Strode, uh, to the uh, sequels that came after. Each of the sequels, honestly, in my opinion, uh, not anywhere uh, as uh, strong and as effective as the 1978 original uh, that uh, John Carpenter gave us. But uh, there is a, a final chapter. It's called Halloween Ends, and it will open this coming uh, Friday. Uh, I'll, I'll hold off on giving you my review on it till uh, the end of the week. But in the meantime, we had a, a really nice conversation with uh, Jamie Lee yesterday while I was in Los Angeles. Now, she we did it on a Zoom chat because I was about to uh, go in to interview Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, so I couldn't be in two places at one time, but I could do a Zoom chat with her and then walk into the next room to talk with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So it was just one of those kind of, uh, you know, hectic days. So, uh, the you know, the Zoom chat came up. She was on my screen. I was on her screen. And uh, here is Jamie Lee Curtis. You're backlit and kind of, you almost look like you're in witness protection. It, it, <laughs> that's how I feel. We're in a hotel room getting ready to do the Dwayne Johnson junket. Oh, I know where you are. You in Mexico? We're, no, we're at the SLS Hotel in Beverly Hills. Oh, okay, because I saw, I, I met him in Mexico. Please do me a favor and please give him my best regards because I just met him and he's a lovely man. He is. I will tell him that you sent uh, your best today. So uh, how does this feel to wrap this whole thing up? Is it nostalgic? Is there a sigh of relief? How do, how do you describe your feelings with this? So I'm not a nostalgic person just by nature. Um, I'm a very, here I am, my feet are on the ground, I'm talking to you, I'm, 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 I don't attach to objects in a sort of nostalgic way. Laurie Strode is so ingrained in me, and the feelings of love and appreciation from fans to Laurie Strode and what they think about her, which is that she's the girl that never gave up, is so ingrained then in me, wherever I go, that we are glued together. We are, when, when I did the 1978 movie, that was a character part for me. That I didn't look like Laurie Strode. I didn't sound like Laurie Strode. She was a very different creature, and I loved the chance to be her. 
that innocence, that quiet vulnerability. But the 2018 Laurie Strode, someone who's survived and and has one purpose and her fierceness, her warriorness is much more aligned with Jamie. So she and I are now glued. So even though I'm ending my being Laurie Strode in the movies, I will, Halloween actress dies, that's what it'll say in the papers. <laughs> I, am, I am permanently connected by, uh, to Laurie Strode and couldn't be prouder to be associated with someone who represents the don't ever give up motto. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's why people love this character and love this yep. franchise so much. There, yep. there are a lot of horror movies, but I think that's the the key to that. Are there other movies of yours that you wouldn't mind revisiting, going back and all of them doing all, all of them? I mean, anything where there's the possibility of a continuation of a story, sure. True Lies, fun. Freaky Friday, great. I mean, I, I. I I don't expect that to happen, but I'm I'm wide open. I'm the best thing for me uh, is that even though it's an end, Halloween ends, it does end. Um, it's a beginning because creatively, what Halloween 2018 and these t- this trilogy has given me is a position within the industry that I've longed for my whole life, which is a creative platform to now go tell stories. Yeah. So. I've bought Patricia Cornwell's books, Scarpetta, and we're going to make a TV series about Scarpetta. I bought a book about the Paradise Fire um, in, in the campfire in Paradise, California that burned the entire town of Paradise. We're going to make a movie about that. I get to now be a maker. I get to now be a producer, a director. I've written a screenplay called Mother Nature that I get to direct. I'm now getting an opportunity as a creative maker because, again, of Laurie Strode. So... I am forever in her debt, forever in her debt, but it's an end and maybe sad, but it's a really beautiful beginning for me creatively. And thank you for the what you've given us. I and mean, it's such a beloved franchise. That. And I really love talking to you every time. You're, thank you. You're, you're so great. I hope we get to see you in person again one of these days. I hope so too. And please give my best to Dwayne and Tell him to send me the picture because he took a picture of us. Okay. And I told somebody else that I met him and they said, really? Send me a picture. I said, I didn't take one. He did. And then he <laughs> never sent him. it. I'm going to see him in a half hour. I will definitely tell him. Yeah. So, uh, oh, this music. This <laughs> this Halloween music. Is, it, is there a piece of music like maybe the theme from the movie Jaws that elicits uh, an instant similar uh, response? <laughs> Uh, so I did see Dwayne Johnson. I, I also interviewed him in person uh, yesterday. First thing I told him was, I just left Jamie Lee Curtis, and he told me the same story. Oh, I just met her in Mexico. It was my first time meeting her, and uh, you know the, how much respect he has for her. It's interesting when stars are a little starstruck, like Jamie was a little bit with Dwayne, and Dwayne definitely was meeting. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, but it sparked a conversation with uh, Dwayne about who uh, who his heroes are and who he is a little starstruck to meet. We're going to share those interviews. We'll have that for you here next uh, Sunday. The full interview with Dwayne uh, Johnson. We'll have it on television uh, this week, also on the uh, WGN 
morning news. And we'll, and we'll share the uh, Jamie Lee Curtis interview on TV this week as well, so you can see how terrific uh, she looks. This week we also talked with uh, the uh, star, Danielle uh, Deadweiler, who is the, the star of the new movie that's called Till. Maybe you've heard uh, probably Whoopi Goldberg more than anyone else talking about this new movie, Till. She's got a supporting role in the film, but she's also the executive producer of the movie. It's a movie about Emmett Till's mother, Emmett Till, who was lynched back in 1955 uh, for whistling at a white woman. It's probably a story that we've all heard uh, through the years, something which sparked the civil rights movement. But this story is told from the perspective of the grieving mother whose uh, child was uh, murdered. Uh, And it's an incredible, incredible, incredible movie. We talked with uh, the star and the film's director, and we're going to share those interviews this uh, coming week on the WGN-TV Morning News and on our segment that we do uh, every weekday morning between 8 and 8.30 with uh, Bob Surratt as well.